0: Lost Talk Radio.
1: Coming to you live from Studio B to what I assume, Rick, has to be an audience of zero because Roger Goodell decided to play football during the Asylum Football Inside Slam.
0: Always love these 930 games but, uh, you know because people are obviously and smartly watching football. As,
1: as are we. So if but, we get a little distracted, yeah, that's why. Yeah, one of us will start talking. So, hey, uh, Rob, already in the end zone, buddy. And let's get to... Um, Let's
0: get right to business. You know, while the game's on, we already made our predictions. Right. I actually have Jacksonville 31, Indy 27. Yeah, I I think they're going number their first
1: win this week. Yeah, I got written it. I have it written down here. We can tweet it out. Should anyone not believe us? uh, Basically, look, Indy playing with all rookies on the offensive line. I think you could play in the secondary. I could play in the offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts. It's just a total mess. But hey, it, it is here, week four. Time for some people like me and the caveman league, if you want to be part of the show at asylum football on Twitter. Still time to get those questions in asylum football at com. You can call the show 646-668-8488. You can call us there. So as we said, Jacksonville up seven nothing. Looks like Indianapolis driving T.Y. Hilton with his first catch. That's good news for your boy in the Caveman League as well, Rick. Yeah, he just got killed after about a two-yard game, but well, well, he's okay. Hey, a catch is a catch and a full. I mean, you know, we arc. feel your
0: pain. There's a comment in the uh, chat room. Gotta love spending four hundred bucks on a computer and have it run like it was made in nineteen eighty-eight. We feel your pain. We barely got on the air with the. Super technology of blog talk radio,
1: and uh, (laughs) actually, it wasn't blog, uh, yeah, it wasn't today. It it Uh, was our equipment's fault. One of these days, what I'm going to do if if it works, and half the time that doesn't work, I'm going to hit record. Half an hour before this show, while we're setting up, while well, I curse at every piece of equipment. Every
0: Wednesday when we're pre-recording, Rick, hey, what we can do is we can bring down our little digital recorders that we take to the Hall of Fame. Okay, and
1: we can just record the audio
0: because chances
1: are the equipment won't work. Yeah, the and then we v- can
0: plug it in later. Yeah, yeah the,
1: the soundboard doesn't work anyhow. But Rick, let's hop right into it here. So much going on. Big news of the day for me, Ray, Le'Veon Bell is back. Your patience has been rewarded. If you're even at one and two, you're in good shape. The savior is here. Mike Tomlin saying Le'Veon Bell is going to get a big workload right off the bat this week. A lot of D'Angelo Williams, because what do you make of, I don't know where it came from, but it has been circulating all over here locally, I know, and the national news has picked it up. There's a lot of talk with the injury to Eli Rogers of just flat lining Le'Veon Bell up in the slot and getting him and D'Angelo on the field at the same time.
0: Quite frankly, I think it's uh, foolish. I mean, you have two. Let's face it. Let's let's be real realistic. You have two top ten running backs on your team right, right. now. Uh, you know, D'Angelo, of course, has not much time left at 33 but he's still playing like he's about 26 or seven right now. If so you have two top 10 running backs on your roster, you don't risk them being injured at the same time. I would not imagine. You have Darius Hayward Bay that you can throw in there. You have Sammy Coach. You have Marcus Wheaton who can't catch a cold right now. But right. And, of course, Antonio Bryan. I I just don't see where the advantage is to put The really only depth at running back you have at risk. Yeah, and there's maybe in a certain situation, if you're down and you need a score, whatever the
1: case may be, but
0: not on a regular
1: basis, not as part of the regular scheme. No, and I think there's going to be third downs, you see it. But the advantage, let's be honest, the advantage, there's a reason he's not a wide receiver and he's a running back and the advantages of putting him in motion and bringing him out of the flex is what makes him so dangerous. I think if you just line him up, it, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But we'll, we'll see. You know, Tonight's going to be an interesting game because the number two story, Jamal Charles, coming back against the Steelers. Now, I think this, Rick, I'm going to take a, a, keep this at arm's length this week. I think Ware still gets plenty of work as they ease Charles back, I think this is a good sign. You get him back, hopefully he's 100% healthy. This is a game I'm really looking forward to, not just as a Steeler fan, but seeing how everybody, everybody fits in.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about that. And it's exciting to see a guy like Jamal Charles come back. But what I find interesting was you noticed the last couple of weeks, especially there really wasn't any reports that, You know, Jamal Charles had a great practice, full cuts, blah, blah, blah. You know how you would see a lot of these guys, like when Peterson came back, oh, he's cutting and this. uh, He just never really heard anything. It it just seems like they are, at best, cautiously optimistic that this guy can play.
1: Yeah, he'd been working with the scout team, finally did some work with the first team this week. So, again, this is going to be a wait and see. There's a lot of Jamal Charles questions in the mailbag, just an absolute ton of them. My answer is going to be on all of them. I can tell you now, spoiler alert, it's going to be the other guy. <laughs> where? A lot of where are Charles questions. The answer is going to be where this week if you have to go that way. All right, Rick, let's go to the phone lines. I believe we got our main man, Jersey, in the house on. Jersey, good morning.
2: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Hey, a couple quick questions. In my standard league, I have uh, four in internet now, and I have um, – uh, <laughs> I, got? Oh, I got Fuller Sorry about that I thought I had it already memorized there uh, I got Fuller and I got uh, Crowder in there Because I'm, I'm starting Cousins Because Rogers on a What's Here's my dilemma I got Macklin But I don't trust him against Pittsburgh Without Smith I have, well, Hearns is game on I, I sat him out I wasn't playing Her, uh, Hearns on there But I got the guy from the Jets Way And I know Decker's going to be out for a while I know Seattle's defense up and down on the road. Probably Sherman will be on Brandon Marshall. But again, you can't trust Fitzpatrick even on a home. So, do you like me keeping Fuller and uh, Crowder in there in a the standard league? Or do you like me changing, putting either Macklin or Inouye in? And...
0: Well, with Decker out, Inouye is very intriguing, I think. Um, like you said, Sherman's probably going to be shadowing Brandon Marshall and, you know, Anuma has really emerged as, as a favorite target of Fitzpatrick when he's not thrown to the other team, (laughs) the, uh, you know, they're at home, Seattle's coming across. I think he's an intriguing play. Now, who do you swap out for him is the question.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing I have fuller in her now who should have a good matchup against Tennessee at Houston and Crowder. You got to play him because he's been the go to guy uh, right. for Cousins. They're playing Cleveland, who stinks, in Washington. So, again, Crowder sounds like a no brainer. Now, the yeah. first two weeks, Fuller, I, did, I agree. Fuller, took, and Fuller took a hit last week because they went against, uh, what's call it called, New England. And, and, and last week, what's call it called, didn't do anything a new way, and, and Macklin didn't do anything last week. Macklin hasn't done anything since week one.
1: So, yeah, you, a new way. You can you, know? you can never trust Macklin. He makes me. He could have a big game. We saw how bad
2: Pittsburgh
1: right. looked defensively last week, and they're really banged up. So, so Macklin's an intriguing option. This does. This comes down to Fuller and Anua to me. I, I think. I don't like that Seattle matchup, but I think I, I like my Jets offensively here. I know it's a standard, but he's going to have a ton well, of targets. This is really, really close with Fuller. I just wonder how Houston bounces back. Tennessee, they're they're playing a decent little bit of defense. I don't think there's going to be a ton of room out there. I, I definitely go with Crowder, Jersey. I think he's the, your number one receiver right now, and he's he's the Redskins' number one receiver, even over Jordan yeah. Reed. I think that probably changes at some point, but for right now, Crowder is the guy, and he's not a big PPR guy. He's getting he's got a good yards for catch. He's fine in the end zone because he's only catching six sure. or seven balls a week. So I go with Crowder. I go with Anuqua. That that that's where I go with this one.
2: Yeah, I right. mean, yeah, know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. yeah I
0: mean, you know, Macklin is intriguing against that secondary Pittsburgh. You know, but you know, after a 363 yard game in Week One against San Diego, I mean, Alex Smith had 186 and then 237. I mean, he's just that's just not him. It's you know that 360 yard stuff just isn't him and. You know, I I think you're better off with a Numa or a Crowder, you know, or a fuller, all three of those over Macklin, even though I like Jeremy Macklin, don't get me wrong. I think you got a nice little core there, but, um, I think I'm with Rick, maybe go, uh, with a Numa just this week and, and, and see, you know, you know, Crowder's he's obvious. You got to keep him in there. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, this could be a horse race in Houston, too. You got J.J. Watt out. <sighs> well, I tell you, these tough questions, Rick. You know, I think I'm going to one yeah, though. Yeah, it is a new one. Uh, I'll, I'll
2: go with him then. And in my PPR league, like I said, uh, you know, I got Landry. He gave me 13 points. Robinson just gave me a touchdown. I got Cousins. And I got Reed as my tight end. Here's what, I, here's what I've done. I have Shepard in as my, because I have, uh, you know, Johnson is my running back, and I got Ware in there. I have Shepard as my flex. Now, another option I have for flex, I have Trevor Coleman, and I picked up Cole Beasley. Now, I have Minnesota's defense that I'm playing Monday night. Now, Shepard, I don't know what he'll do. I mean, they might shut down Beckham. But if What's Your it's not playing, uh, let's say there's Bryant, is is Beasley a better flex play than Shepard, or, or do you take a chance on Trevor Coleman? Uh, against Carolina in Atlanta, Carolina's defense is not too shabby. Which one of those three do you like, Beasley, Coleman, or Shepard as my flex? It is a PPR league.
1: Yeah, in your PPR league, this is Beasley for me. I love this Shepard kid. He's become the number two option there with Odell Beckham. But Des Bryant's going to be out. Rick, the the rapport with the rookie quarterback and Jason Witten hasn't materialized the way I thought. He loves Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is going to be the first look on most of these pads. I hate, hate, hate sitting down Shepard, but Beasley is my yeah. start of the week. I have him started everywhere. And and that's a tough, it's a tough tough defense they're playing on Monday night. He's going to be the running game, quite frankly. They're going to get him the ball a yard or two from the line of scrimmage and, and hope Beasley can move around. So I don't know what the yardage is going to look like. Beasley, you, you worry he doesn't find the end zone much, but he's going to have 12, 14, 16 targets this week, and in a PPR, I can't sit that down.
0: Yeah, with the emergence of uh, Freeman, uh, you know, I, Coleman is less attractive to me. You are talking about Tevin Coleman, right? Yes, sir. For, yes, sir. yes, sir. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. you know, with, with yeah, even in PPR, he's but he's the last option, I think, in, in my mind. I, I'm going to have to go with Beasley as well. I think I just think the upside with, in PPR with the the chemistry that he's building right now with Prescott, you know, like Rick says, you know, maybe they got a lot of reps together in practice, you know, being second team and so forth. I don't know, but they sure seem to have uh, developed the chemistry. And, uh, you know, when he's looking, he seems to look for Beasley.
2: Yeah. Cause well, he does a lot of dink and dunks and like Witten and Beasley are kind of that short range stuff. You know, uh, I guess his only touchdown was to Des Bryant. So yeah. I kind of like Beasley. I picked him up. I forget who I got. Oh, I got rid of, of Shepard, uh, Tyrod's the Shepard, the guy from Tennessee. He just wasn't doing anything since the first week. So I figured, let me grab Beasley with this situation. And, again, I would be rolling even more. I'm 3-0, and 2-1. But my problem is I lost D'Angelo Williams. So, you know, I mean, this might be the last week I used Ware. Uh, and, like I said, I have, uh, what's his name, Stewart, who's hurt, Coleman. And uh, D'Angelo Williams, but I guess he won't see much time anymore in my lineups, uh, until Le'Veon Bell gets hurt <laughs> again. Yeah, last year
1: I got rid of, right, I got rid of, of Williams,
2: <laughs> and then Bell went down week it. three, right? And then Foster went down week four, and then Dion Lewis, who so I traded or not traded but picked up on week three when I dropped Williams, went down on week five for me, so I lost Bell, Foster, uh, leo uh, uh Dion, um from uh, New England, uh, three, four, five weeks. So, all right, I'll, I'll switch it out. I'll put what's-his-name in there. And and um, do you like Junior? Junior picked up. He's got Mari Cooper and Kevin White, uh, White starting. He's got Dorsett on the bench, and he's got Cobb out on the bye. Not much left on the waiver wire there. Um, is Kevin White not a bad pickup? Because uh, uh, he started him over Dorsett. He asked me, I said, yeah, I would put him in because he's got Blunt, Miller and, and Hill are you know, running back from flex. And normally he has Rodgers, but he picked up Trevor Simeon and got got rid of uh, Fitzpatrick with six interceptions last week. Do you like uh, Kevin White going forward against the Lions this week? Because he really doesn't have much to really go with. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's uh, I don't love it, to be honest with you, but it, I don't think he has a better option with all those injuries. And I like White over right. set, so I think he made the right decision there. It, we didn't see it last week. We we got a nice matchup this week with Detroit. I still like Hoyer running that Bears offense over it. They're going to try to get him the ball. Always a chance he breaks a long one. I think when you're in this situation that Junior's in, you're looking for the upside, right. one big splash play that can save the week. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a rough week for him in general with having Rodgers yeah. on the bye and starting Sim. It's going to be a tough week. So, I think White gives you the opportunity for that big splash play. I mean, your other options are to go – I don't even know who you pick up at this point. So, yeah, I, I think that that's a nice little play. He'll be fine. Got like,
2: got, you guys like Tyler Lockett or whatever, it really is not much on the waiver wire involving nah. wide receivers or running backs. The only goofy thing I did last week, which I probably shouldn't have did, idiot me, in my standard league. I mean, I have I – have, um, you know, D'Angelo Williams, I have Johnson, you know, I have Hill, and I have uh, Coleman. And I did actually start Hill this week. He gave me 7.1 in there. But, idiot me, what I should have did was I should have kept Christine Michaels because I gave the guy Christine Michaels for Macklin, and I should have never did that. I thought that would be a good deal. But, it's again, down the road it may turn out to be because eventually that Christine Michaels is going to be a committee anyhow with, with Spiller or with uh, the other guy, you know, Rawls in there. But you know what I could have done? I should have I should have shipped them, and I could have maybe got – I didn't do that trade for Hill, where the guy was offering, like, Cooks or whatever, you know what I mean, something like that. Because my other my – other, in the standard league, my other receivers aren't that much different. They were putting up more points than Cooks and stuff in that standard league. The only one I was putting up more was 54 points for uh, Marvis Jones, where Hill, Hill was giving me 51 points already, only because he had a big week the week before, the same as Marvin Jones did. So – Right. I kind of stuck there, so I guess running back-wise, I'm not bad. Again, nah, you're I don't okay. I mean, yep. Yeah, you, I just
0: don't you just hope you don't get injuries, and that's always that's every fantasy owner's fears, well, injuries, of course. But, you know, I, I'm with Rick. I, I think, to be honest with you, look, this team's lame, but I think Chicago, at least right now, is in better hands with Hoyer than they are with Cutler. I mean, I, I have not seen a guy look so disinterested the first couple of weeks of season is Jay Cutler. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's I a prefer- ho-hummer all the time. But, I mean, he doesn't even look like he wants to be out there. And I think Hoyer actually is, uh, you know, is he going to lead them to victories and everything? Probably not. But he's probably going to be a little more competitive. And I think Kevin White will be okay in this situation.
2: Okay, yeah, that's what I told Junior. I said, you know, if you get by one week because, you know, like I said, he knew, he always goes with Amari Cooper and he's been going with what, Randall Cobb. But Cobb's been stinking because normally my son has – uh Aaron Rodgers at his quarterback, but he, you know, he's a bye week this week, so he's not too big. He got rid of he got rid of Josh Gordon and picked up White. White seemed to be looked the best available receiver because I don't think Josh Gordon's going to play this this year, especially Jack in, in the rehab. Now, does that mean he wouldn't have passed a drug test going back in the league? Who the heck knows? The dude's a world of talent, but he just his head is long straight, so it looks like nobody will touch him this year. So I said, cut him loose, Junior, and pick up the next available receiver and go from there. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: you know, I agree but, uh, with you. But, uh, you know, well, best of luck, Jersey. We got another call on the line. if you have any it. other questions?
2: Yep. Take care. I appreciate it, guys. Good luck to you guys. Thanks for taking my call. Have a nice day. All right. All
1: right. You take care, good buddy. Good to hear from you, Jersey. All right. Looks like we do have another call on the li- line, if I can, if for our English-speaking listeners. Area code 860. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Mr. Flieger,
3: a question for you.
1: There we go. Now you're making sense.
3: Is uh, Briggs using the opium today?
1: Yes, yes. Yes, indeed, it.
0: man. I am your fantasy opium today, Dean. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering
3: opium. if you were using some of that when you ranked Golden Tate as a top ten receiver. But
1: let's not, no, that let's was, not go there. That
0: was pretty pathetic. No, see, that was the crack. See, that got me all wired up. And See, now,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. now I've calmed down you're with the opium. The, you're
1: using the opium to level out <laughs> the crack. <laughs> I like oh, it. Oh, okay. Hey, okay, I, mean,
0: cool. I wasn't the only guy fooled by this little goon. I tell you <laughs> what, I swear to God, I, you know, when when Calvin went out a couple years, or yeah, a couple years ago, and he really seemed to to have the chemistry there, you know, and he just looked to be the go-to guy. I mean, he's just disappearing. I mean, and like I said, I'm not the only guy being fooled by that. But uh, yeah, I've learned my lesson real quick. I don't even mention the clown.
3: Yeah, okay, i got a question, guys. I don't have Rodgers. I'm going with uh, Kirk Cousins. I got a victory last week, guys, because I played my cousin. He got married last Saturday, and he changed the name to his team to "Asleep at the Wheel. Uh, I told him to set his lineup. I reminded him, but he had, like, T.Y. Hilton and Baldwin on the bench, and he, he started Snead and Delaney Walker. I crushed him. So, my question today is, I had Fleener on the bench last week. He went off.
1: I knew this call was coming today. Yeah. I knew it.
3: Yeah, that's okay. I still got the victory. Would you trust him against – I think that San Diego game might be a shootout, or, or do I stick Pitta in there? What do you think?
1: <sighs> this is so tough. I I really just don't trust Bliener. But But he put it together. They found him. What I'm interested in going into that game last week – we heard Drew Brees saying, they they had been asking him, and we heard Drew Brees saying, we are going to make efforts to get the ball to Fleener. You know, Pitt is a nice, safe option, but this Baltimore team can't score over 19. That, that's their number. I for When we do our predictions, I forever win or loss will predict them at 19. I think Fleener, the upside of Fleener, I hate him. I, I, I really do. <laughs> I don't trust him. But if they are making a concerted effort for whatever reason, and I don't know why he holds all this sway with Drew Brees, that Drew Brees is saying we're going to run plays to him, I'm going to find him, we're going to get him more involved, I think that means something, and it's something we didn't hear the first couple weeks. So I think you roll with it. I like the matchup with Oakland, with Baltimore, they still seem to want to throw the ball deep. They don't have a running game. I think they're close. The problem with Fleener Rick, and I'll, I'll shut up and let you step in, but I think I'm going Fleener here. The problem with him, I think it's going to be feast or famine. And you're going to you're going to be playing that role all season, unfortunately. Like most people in that New Orleans offense, your pit is going to be the safer play, but you hate to have weeks like we did last week where you leave that seven catches over 100 yards in that touchdown on the bench. I don't know if it's coming again. I don't know if he's Jimmy Graham. But Pitta, you know, after all the excitement about him last week, we were cooled a little bit. I'm leaning Fleener here just because I like the upside play. You being more conservative, I'm going to let you speak.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you look at Kobe Fleener, and he's a typical saint anymore. I mean, you know, six yards in week one, 29 in week two. Then he goes off 109 in uh, a touchdown. You know, like Rick said, Pitta cooled off this past week in week three, but he still had eight targets. He was, he had six catches, 42 yards, albeit it wasn't that great of a day, but it's still double digits in PPR. And so I just ask you what type you are, you know, what type of um, injury situation, if you're looking for the big splash, leaner's the obvious play to make. But if you're looking for that steady player, I still think it's Pitt. I mean, he's going to get his targets. He's going to get his catches. He hasn't found the end zone yet. You know, Flacco's certainly going to find him sooner or later. So, yeah, I mean, Fleener's obviously the higher ceiling. Everybody knows that. It's just kind of like um, the old Marcus Colston. 110 yeah. one week with two touchdowns, and the next week is two for 10. I don't know. And, yeah, I, want, I,
3: I wonder if he did all that because Snead wasn't playing, and Snead is going to play today. But the other tight end, Josh Hill, is inactive.
0: But if he never has, who obviously is not trustworthy to me or has the, the chemistry or whatever it is with Breeze, because he was the heir apparent to Graham when they dealt him to Seattle, and After one year, they turned around and brought in Fleener.
3: Yeah. Okay, guys, here's another question, another spin on this. I got a flex question. You know, I got got Will Fuller. I got McKinnon. I got that Detroit running back, Washington. I have uh, Christian Michael. Uh, I'm thinking of starting Michael because he's going to get the touches, but would you – and hey, I could even put Fleener and Pitter in. I could put one of those. I could put one of them in a flex. What would you do with this flex? Would you start Michael Fuller, or uh, put another tight end in the flex? Or
1: yeah, let's think? not get crazy with those tight ends. Now, <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. going Mikey here. When a team gets to the point when you bring in CJ Spiller to help your running game, that tells me the white flag is up, and and Michael's going to see the ball a billion times. Russell Wilson's banged up. He's not going to be able to roll out and do all of those Russell Wilson things and take rushing attempts away. What we saw last week against a much nicer matchup out of Michael – He's going to touch the ball 25 times. And if I'm looking for a flex and I'm in that situation, that's what I want. I want, to, I want to touch the ball 25 times. It's hard to leave Fuller on the bench with what we've seen him do in two of these three weeks, but Michael's just going to touch the ball so often. I that I, That's pretty easy for me.
0: Yeah, with well, the Russell Wilson banged up, what type of game does Seattle want to get into? They want to get into a, a slow it down, grind it out, you know, and and make Fitzpatrick, who just came off six picks, beat you. Uh, you know, Eric Decker's out, and he, so they're a weapon down there. So I, I agree with Rick. I think I think Michael is going to see the ball a lot in Seattle. You know, especially unless somewhere along the line it gets out of control where they really have to air it out. But I still think at least the first half, two-and-a-half quarters, Michael's going to be grinding it out, you know, and
1: they're, that's what they're going to try to do the Jets. Yeah, so I'm entrenched. I'm Fleener and I'm Michael here, Dean. That's where I'm going.
3: Okay, that's cool. Well, I, I had J.J. J. Green give me a good bump start, so. That,
1: yeah, I yeah love, you, got room, you got room to I spare. Love,
3: yeah, I love Melvin Gordon's matchup this Sunday, too, and I think Cousins will be okay. Uh, so we don't want to put Tate in that flex, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah dean you, you go, go, ahead. Ahead, go ahead pal please
1: he's gonna catch hey, 11. He fooled me too he,
3: he fooled me too all right that sounds cool uh i'll talk to you guys later good luck hey you got to be feeling good there flieger because uh robinson did get a touchdown this morning
1: that's right I, I can stop whining for at least 20 minutes so i'll do that <laughs> we got A-Rob. He's going to be all right. I don't know the the catch numbers, the yards per catch is one there. I I was doing some research. He went from about 19 last year down to 11 this year. Hopefully, as Jacksonville falls further into the abyss and realizes they're a bad team and gets back to what they did last year, we'll be all right. Just chuck it to Robinson and hope for the best. So that's what I'm banking on the rest of the season.
3: Yeah, I'm just wondering if they're going to have Gus Bradley take his own plane home.
1: (laughs) Or put him in an Uber.
3: Okay, guys, I'll let you go. I know you got a busy schedule here. Thanks a lot.
1: All right, good to hear from you, Dean. Good luck this week. Take care, week. Dean. All right, Rick. We got anything going in the chat room? I assume nobody's in there today, right?
0: We have, uh, yeah, we have a Lata- standard league. All right. Latavius, Murray,
1: or Michael? Oh, man, that's tough. I know how you, much you love Latavius. I'll tell you what, that that Ravens defense looks solid. Now, Now, what Murray keeps doing is, the, the the carries aren't where I want them to be. The yardage per carry isn't where I want it to be. But he keeps finding the end zone. He keeps finding a way to make points. I just think Michael's going to be so high volume. I, I'm going with him here. I'm going to ride him while while Rawls is out, while C.J. Spiller's in town and Russell Wilson's banged up.
0: Yeah, in standard
1: – oh, You know, I I really
0: like Latavius Murray, but I think I'm going to have to bow to to Michael in this one here. Uh, You know, you just, I mean, 37 yards last week. I mean, he did find the end zone. You know, in in, in the end zone, of course, in standard helps you, but you still, I would assume, get, you know, you want to get the yards uh, points as well. And I just think Michael is going to have more success then uh, Murray is against that Baltimore's defense yeah, and, yardage-wise. And
1: here's the bottom line. He, he's got the three touchdowns, so he gets a touchdown a week. He's good for that. But 37 yards, 57 yards, 59 yards. And these attempt numbers are what kills me, 14, 8, 10. Right. I mean, they're just – that's not who they are right now. He, he's almost guaranteed a touchdown, it appears. But, with Michael, he's going to have 20 carries, 25 touches by the time this is all said. and I can't – especially in a, in a standard where I'm chasing a touchdown, I can't leave that on the bench.
0: No, I, I agree. Um, you know the number of carries Murray's getting is down, and let, let's not forget the 37 yards last week out of uh, 10 carries. One of them was a 22-yard touchdown right, run, so right. the other 90 at a 15, 15 yards, yeah. which is less than two yards of carry. So. You know, the Raiders really just haven't established that dominant running game. So,
1: I, yeah, I think it's Michael. Yeah, precisely. All right. We are rolling today, my friend. We're all good? right. We good in the chat yeah, room? Yeah, we're, we're all good. Up? Let's go. All right, let's get to some more headlines here. Obviously, Sammy Watkins placed on IR this week. The, the rush to pick up all these Buffalo receivers you've never heard of. <laughs> just slow down. Yeah, don't don't bring me all these Hogan. All these not Hogan. He's in New anyhow. All these questions. That's not going to happen there. Russell Wilson, not even on the injury report. Going to play. We've talked plenty about that. Oh, what's important? Rashad Jennings likely out on Monday. Orleans Dark. Bobby Rainey. That's a mess especially against that, that Minnesota defensive front. I think that's a situation I avoid altogether. Here's an interesting one. Rick, Cameron Artis Payne looking like he's going to get the start this week against a really bad Falcons defense. you you're going anywhere near a, a, a cap, as they call him on, on the tweeters, I've noticed. They call him caps. Oh, yeah, I know. Does yeah. that one bother you, too? W- w- yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're limited what... characters. Huh? And that's a long name. Well, right,
0: Payne. I mean, you know, there's only two more letters for God's sake. I like cap. You know, let let off the exclamation points and the LOLs and all this other crap and just write pain. We'll know who you're talking about. I could do with that. I just the thought LOL. the idiot was misspelling Kaepernick. The stuff, <laughs> you know, you know the, the K-A-P. But, no, I, I'll, I'll go along with him. I mean, you know, I was pretty high on him going into last year didn't seem to pan out as Stewart didn't get injured per schedule. Right. right. And, uh, yeah, you he's get, back
1: on that schedule this year, which and is nice
0: to cap see. just didn't really, you know, just didn't, I don't know, mature as quickly as uh, you know, what I was thinking, but I tell you what, this guy had a pretty good camp and he's looking to move into the starting spot. And i tell you what, Jonathan Stewart with his hammy, i they're already saying Doug Martin's going to be out longer in three weeks. You know Stuart's going to be out longer in three weeks yeah. with this thing. He's been nagged with this kind of stuff for years, and I think Artist Payne is a real sleeper. I, I you know going going forward, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think he gets more and more. This is a guy, like I said, I carried all year last year, really high on this kid, and hopefully, I never like, I just never like the. The Carolina running back situation because your number one running back still Cam Newton, but I think Artis Payne with everything going on with all the injuries, I, I think he's an interesting one. We talked about C.J. Spiller signing with the Seahawks. I know Ricky rushed to the waiver wire to pick that one up. <laughs> yeah, Eli Rogers going to be out this week. Marcus Wheaton going to get the start. Looks like in the slot this week. So so last week Marcus Wheaton dropping everything that was laid right into his bread basket. One week jitters aberration or Marcus Wheaton of two years ago. What what, what are we doing? Marcus Wheaton.
0: I think we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I mean, seriously, I mean, who knows? You're right. I, you're I mean, right. um, you know, we were both pretty high in Lima Sweet a few
1: years ago, big, strong, fast yeah. kid. He couldn't catch why, why cold? Why do you say that you know, for the three listeners left. Now they just turned <laughs> their computers off. Well, I mean, what can you do? I mean, y-
0: you see somebody with all the tools and actually had success, And then just lose it. I mean, I really sincerely hope that it was like you said, it's just some jitters, you know, coming back. And, you know, let's face it, he's probably got some pressure on him. He feels the pressure from Sammy Coates. Right. And you already know AB is the number one guy there. And I, let's just, I mean, you just have to see. I mean, I would, I would not be afraid to start him.
1: Really? Okay. No,
0: I mean, in, you know, a flex situation, something yeah, that like that. Yeah, deep flex. Yeah, I think he's going to see his looks against Kansas City. You know, some more short stuff, and he's just going to have to start catching them.
1: Yeah, I think it becomes a matter. I almost had to believe, knowing knowing the way Ben Roethlisberger operates, knowing the way that offense functions, Roethlisberger may decide I'm going to prop this kid up. You know, this kid we had that nearly 300 yard game last last year. He's a valuable part. I'm going to prop him up and start force feeding him. You know, not a Antonio Brown, but force feeding this kid a little bit, and he's going to be given an opportunity to make those plays. So for the next couple of weeks, I actually tend to agree with you, Rick, that he may get force fed a little bit, trying to see where he's at. But I don't think it'll take Ben long to white wash his hands of him either. If it well, does, no, because work
0: out. we saw it last week against
1: Philadelphia.
0: You start getting into a a third and four, he's not going to force feed it to a guy that's dropping it right out of the bread bag. He's going to go to Brown. He's going to go to James. You know, somebody that he has confidence in. Bell, of course, is back in, which is uh, another added dimension. So, no, I mean, I think, yeah, they go for him right off the bat. But he starts dropping them again. I think you're going to see less and less of him. You're going to see more Darius Hayward Bay. And who knows? Yeah, but, but they're not going to be that patient with him. The guy's a professional. He's caught before. He needs to start catching.
1: Yeah, no doubt about Let's it. Let's go to
0: the the chat room Let's here. Let's do it. PPR. Devontae Freeman, Christine Michael.
1: Still Michael. You, know, you know, Freeman's got that tough matchup against Carolina. I'm still believing Carolina. I don't know what that was last week, and the, the week one is just what it is, that first game of the year on a Thursday. They, they play a good brand of defense. you you got to worry about Coleman. It, it, there's so much. Freeman in the right matchup is, is so intriguing, but the amount of work Coleman gets and for that amazing week that Freeman had for Coleman to get three touchdowns, that's a problem for me. It, it's going to be 100% Kristen Michael. It's not a great matchup, but he's going to touch the ball a ton. Again, I'm going to, boy, if Michael has a bad week, I have boned everybody who's ever listened to this show, and I'm sticking with Michael here.
0: You know, I yeah, Carolina plays a pretty good brand of defense, like you said, but is it an anomaly? Is Arizona an anomaly? We've seen this with two of the top four defenses from last You're right. year are getting their doors blown off on occasion here. And to me, that's a little disturbing. Now, of course, they lost Josh Norman and Carolina. And was it that big of a deal? I mean, could this this – they'd be finding scenes in this defense that they didn't find last year. I'm kind of leaning towards Devontae Freeman. Oh, wow. Okay. To be honest with you in this situation. You know, Michael's going to see the volume, I agree. But if Wilson's banged up and not – getting out and the Jets start concentrating, he may not have as much success. I think um, Atlanta and Carolina tend to score quite a few points. And and I think it's close for me, but I, I have to go Freeman in this situation. Uh, all right. So, so we really
1: helped out a lot. <laughs> yeah, there. that's a big help there.
0: And in the same league, Fitzgerald or Brandon Marshall?
1: Oh, my. That's Fitzgerald, right? I think Marshall sees a whole lot of Richard Sherman. He's still nicked up. Now, I believe the Jets bounce back. I think a veteran like Ryan Fitzpatrick after that meltdown that happened last (laughs) week. Eric Decker's out, so Marshall's going to get opportunities. But Larry Fitzgerald's still the guy. He's just the guy. And when all things being equal, I'll factor in matchup. And I'll go with Fitzgerald here. That's actually still close for me. I don't want to throw out Brandon Marshall, but when you have a good back option like that, I'll, I'm going to go Fitzgerald there. That one's close for me though.
0: i agree. Brandon Marshall is my, you know, Larry Fitzgerald in a different uniform. And I love them both, but I'm with you. I just like the match up with Fitzgerald a little better. And, um, you know, he's not as banged up as Marshall is still dealing with a little bit of a hip injury deckers out. So, um, uh, yeah, I think I'd go fish on that situation, too. Yeah,
1: I, I think while maybe it should increase his targets with Decker out, you know, I do worry about now they can put that good defense in Seattle, even on the road, can put most of their focus on a Brandon Marshall and, and tell, like like when we were talking to Jersey earlier, all right, kid, all right, a new one, you beat us, <laughs> right? I, th- I think this is what's going to happen here, so – that's the way I roll. It's still close. Boy, to ever sit Brandon Marshall is tough. And there's a lot yeah. of Brandon Marshall questions in the mailbag when we get there. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I'm wondering. Yeah. You know, this guy, of course, you know, we know who this is. It's dazed and confused. No, he, he probably has damn good, Levy on Bell on the flex, so he doesn't need Marshall there, I guess. But his and, team's uh, so good.
1: He's got Bell on the bench. He doesn't even need him. He doesn't want <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's true, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know he's good. He had uh, actually had Freeman and Fitzgerald, so uh, oh, he's on team Briggs, airing on the side of logic. And uh, <laughs> but he is
1: like you. He has Michael in so many lineups he could get white this week. Yeah, and you yeah know, you could, but <laughs> and I don't hate fading yourself like that. So if, if I got Michael start, not not that I'm trying to couch here and, and trying to to give myself a cushion. But if I'm starting Michael across nine other lineups or even three other lineups, maybe here you throw Freeman in. I don't I don't hate fading yourself a little bit. I do that a lot when when I'm in as many leagues as I am. All right, Rick, why don't we hop over, get to some uh start sick questions. Is what I or not questions, okay, but our so, starts and sick right. this week. Okay. Why don't you start somebody? Who's your start of the week?
0: I'll tell you what. My start of the week, and I don't even, I don't have a start of the week like you do. You know, you always like to have the start of the week. You know, trying to ride somebody else's coattails with that term, but uh, oh
1: wow, I, that is a shot <laughs> across the bow right there.
0: What a jerk! I will tell you what, you know what? I guess my start of the week Isaiah Crowell against Washington. Yeah, I like. That. I, I really like that start. Uh, you know, Washington gives up running yards and. Proel's been running hard. I mean, I know Cleveland's bad, but tell you what, he's shown some flashes, and uh,
1: I like this start against Washington. Yeah, and you can run on that that Washington defense quite easily, and they're going to have to. I think you're going to see a ton of Terrell Pryor. I think this is one week where. You know, where he backs that up. I don't know if you can get that type of production ever again like he had last week, but he's going to touch the ball plenty. And I I, I like Oseo Crowell there as well. We talked about Cole Beasley. He's my start of the week. We already talked about him with Jersey. Another guy I really like is – now, you're probably starting this guy every week, but I feel like we haven't mentioned his name yet on the show. I just want to throw it out there maybe for daily leagues is where this would be a fit because if you're carrying him, I think you're starting him every week. But Travis Kelsey going up against the Steelers tonight, looking like Shazier's going to be out. There's so many injuries at that linebacker core in the secondary all across that Steelers defense. It is, wasn't very good to begin with. But if Shazier's the type of guy who could take a Kelsey out, looks like he's going to be out if he plays. He's all nicked up. Travis Kelsey could set out. I, I, I looked for a seven-catch, 100-yard, and a touchdown performance out of Kelsey this week.
0: Very possible, and uh, just to update everybody, if they're not watching the game with uh, uh, Julius Thomas already out, it looks like Mercedes Lewis just got hurt for
1: Jacksonville, so uh,
0: hopefully if you're...
1: <laughs> if you can play tight end, you know, yeah. head down to Jacksonville Head tomorrow. down to Jacksonville. <laughs> you might have yourself a job.
0: i tell you what, I'm going to put this sit here and probably not going to be sitting in a whole lot of leagues, you know, depending on the on the depth. But
1: uh, i tell you what, I don't like Eli at Minnesota against that defense. Yeah, that's, uh, that's down as my sit of the week as well. Uh, who, who am I going to give? There's not enough running backs to sit anyone down. You know, here's one. I'm going to stick at the quarterback position. After a disastrous week one, he's put together two nice weeks. Tyrod Taylor going up against the Patriots. Now, they're playing better defense than I expected. I think this is going to be a grinded out game. And here's my thing with this. We had a good laugh on Thursday on the Arena Sports Network about that Gronk Grunca- or that uh Rex Ryan Julian Edelman right. phone call. It was funny. We thought it was great. We were high five and I had my teeth out. It is the greatest thing ever. That's the type of thing that drive Bill Belichick insane and here's where Ryan screwed up. Now you start poking the bear. And I think New England just whitewashes Buffalo. I think they just pummeled them out of anger. And I think it starts with taking away Tyrod Taylor. And there was a lot of Taylor questions with Aaron Rodgers being on the bye this week. So Tyrod Taylor is a guy I am avoiding altogether as I think Belichick is angry and this is going to be a complete and utter smashing, just a smashing, if that's a word. I'm sure it is.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. I'll go with another start. Here's a guy that you're probably starting And to your point, we seldom ever mention on this show, Rick, but, uh, you know, Michael Crabtree,
1: I mean, get him in the lineup. I mean,
0: this kid is, he is every bit as productive as Amari Cooper in his offense. Now, albeit the Oakland offense isn't as good so far as what we've been looking for, you know, but they're going to get
1: cranked up a little bit. And I think Michael Crabtree is a, Big part of that. Get him in your lineup. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Rick, I'll let's head over to Twitter. Uh, You probably already answered this on it, but this is the first I've seen it. we got two questions at Asylum Football. PPR, Rick, Jordan Howard, Duke Johnson. Yes, I did answer these questions because I was afraid
0: that, uh, you know, we get tied up on the show, we'd forget to go to the Twitter. I answered Jordan Howard. You know, I mean, they're at home. You know, Langford's banged. You know, they're playing Detroit. Up, out. Well, yeah, I mean, he's out. Exactly. You know, okay.
1: It, okay.
0: <laughs> he's injured. <laughs> oh, here's a pass in the... Oh, no, there's there. interference.
1: There's there pass. you go. That okay. does me no good, though. I need A-Rob to make that catch, not yeah, be interference. Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> i wanted him one of them to, too, as well, because <laughs> I have Bortles.
1: So, but anyway,
0: I want Jordan Howard. I, I just think volume-wise. And we talked about being a little better state with uh, Hoyer. So, I think... Against Detroit,
1: I think things look up for a Howard, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think high volume. Jordan Howard, he's a guy. I've loaded up on Howard in daily leagues, too. It's obviously a nice matchup. You know, high volume, what was it, nine carries last week, 45 yards, ha- had a handful of catches. He's easily in line, I think, for 100 total yards. You know, we'll see what happens down around the goal line, if they can get there. That seems to be something that repels the Bears, is the goal line. Yeah, But <laughs> if well, they'll they score get down two. There. They want 14. That's all they need. Yeah, Yeah. They'll, they'll be fine there. All right, and again here, we need three of these in a PPR. Brandon, this is tough, and I'm faced with a similar situation in a couple of leagues. Three of these in a PPR. Brandon Marshall called Cole Beasley, Julio Jones, Mike Evans.
0: I have to go with the stars that are drafted. I
1: got to go Jones. I got to go Evans, and I got to go Marshall. Jones is obvious. Yeah, you know, we talked about Marshall. My fears for I want to get Cole Beasley in the lineup, but Mike Mike Evans is the one. Now he's the only target in, in Tampa generally what where, where where i'm intrigued or where i'm worried about a mike evans do you have any worry that you know we've seen how little they like to play defense in tampa bay i mean when you lose it home to a uh, to an la rams team and now you have denver coming in here it's going to be so hard to move the ball that <laughs> evans may i agree go play your stars marshall jones and evans but i'll tell you what you know i'm going to throw evans out if you really want to shoot for the stars if you need a home run in a ppr league i might put beasley in over marshall i'm not going to recommend it but i could see you doing it i'd be all right with it
0: i yeah i'm but i'm going with the stars i mean yeah cole beasley's intriguing but when it gets right down to it who would
1: you rather have on your team, Brandon well, Marshall Colby? I'm going Brandon Marshall. Oh yeah, i got to start him. That's not even a question. And why is Blake Bortles running for a touchdown? I don't know, but I love it. When you have Allen Robinson on the outside. Because he can't create any separation, apparently. So, I'm going – I love
0: Bre- Blake Bortles running for a touchdown. Terrible. Absolutely Just terrible. Just Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs>
1: All right, Ray. Why don't we pick some games here? We've got quarter till actually on time today. And yeah, everybody's like us is watching the game. Right. And then I think the quality of the show will uh, reflect that. <laughs> All right, let's start it out. We gave our prediction on this game so far panning out because nothing but 55 yard field goals for Bennett What well, Let's go. Hey, I happen to have on my fantasy team as well. Oh, which I'm, I'm, loving I'm it. so happy for you. I know I, you I are. couldn't be happier. Thank but, you. But let's start getting his bust ready for the Hall of Fame. I, there's always this the debate about kickers. Adam Vinatieri belongs there, and he belongs there on the first ballot. He's still doing it. I think he's your age if he's not a year or two older and still getting it done. All right, Rick. A lot of this game, uh, Carolina and Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I think this is going to
0: be fairly high scoring in a close game. Um, I'm going
1: Carolina, though. Bounce back. I got Carolina 30, Atlanta 28. Yeah, I don't know why I can't quit Carolina. I'm not ready to panic yet on this team. Like what we've seen out of Atlanta, they're they they they're at home. And I just love what Matt Ryan's done. I think it ends here. Matt Ryan's going to go on a tough stretch here, and that Atlanta team is going to start facing some serious defenses that they haven't faced to this point. I like Carolina 33-20. I think they pull away in the fourth quarter. All right, just before we
0: get to to the game, there's actually a headline coming across in the chat room that uh, Jimmy
1: Garoppolo is inactive. Oh wow, this so week, so uh, more Brissett, more Brissett, maybe some Edelman throws we didn't get that last week i really wanted to see that. yeah that would have been nice but it, it, raise your hand if you predicted 27 nothing new england over yeah. that sorry no account houston team with playing against jacoby Brissett and you who can't. now doesn't have jj watt the rest of the year yeah yeah that's gonna get ugly and that'll probably come in here so wow, that's interesting i thought for all the world that, that he would go this week, especially when they were busting his chops for not being able to turn it around on three days or right. he is, 10 days. Interesting. All right, Rick, Baltimore undefeated hosting the, uh, I can't figure them out. Oakland Raiders.
0: Yeah, that's true. i tell you what, um, I'm going Oakland in, in a close game. I'm not, I'm still not sold on Baltimore. They're playing a decent defense, but they're, they're benching Justin Forsett. And um, they're going with West, which is no big deal. They're six and a half dozen the others, frankly. But I'm going to Oakland. I just think they're they just have too many weapons. And, and I'm still buying into Derek Carr. I'm going Oakland 24, Baltimore 20.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like Baltimore is a four and O team. But th- this just sets up at home, Oakland coming across playing the one o'clock game. They don't play any defense whatsoever. Yeah, I, I did some Joe Flacco, Mike Wallace stacks in daily this week. I think it's going to be squirrely. It's going to be ugly. But I think Baltimore just finds a way. Justin Tucker he, kicks a 72-yard field goal as time expires, as he seems to do every week. I, I got Baltimore 19-6 here. I, just, I, I don't trust it. I don't like Oakland coming across playing that 1 o'clock game. All right, Rick, this should be a fantasy bonanza. Your Chicago Bears hosting the D- Detroit Lions. Well,
0: you know, I already told you Chicago gets fourteen; they're happy. I'm going Detroit, twenty-seven,
1: Chicago fourteen. Well, there you go. I actually, I, I'm giving Chicago. I think we get a little offensive bump, but we we talked about them already. I'm very excited about Jordan Howard this week. I, I think he he gets the ball rolling quite nicely. That said, that defense is so pathetic. Matt Stafford, he he's going to eat this week. Matt <laughs> Stafford's going to get his. Marvin Jones nicked up, but looks like he's going to go. Yeah, maybe we see a little Golden Tate t- to call back to Dean a little bit this week. I think they find a way. Detroit 31, Chicago 23. Rick, you Houston Texans after that stellar performance last week and without J.J. Watt or hosting the Tennessee Titans. I think Tennessee's
0: starting to, to feel that they're a competitive team. They're going into a hostile environment, but they've got to be reeling. I mean, being shut out like they were twenty-seven, nothing from New England. JJ Watt's gone for the year. I think they're right for the pick, and I'm going Tennessee twenty-three, Houston eighteen.
1: All right, Rick. Here, here's what I got. Houston stinks. They're terrible after that letdown last week. Brock, However, Brock, I it, hear it here coming. it comes, and you know, I know what's the old saying: "Everything before butt is BS." But <laughs> bear with me here. This division. Tennessee should win this game, needs to win this game for every reason in the world. So they're going to lose it because that's what happens in this division. I don't know how Hopkins, I guess, probably has nine catches for 140 and two touchdowns. I don't know how Houston wins this game 27-24 because nobody, nobody wants to win this division. They hate as Indianapolis has fallen behind Jacksonville, who has given away games, as Houston gives away a game to a third-string rookie quarterback quarterback. Last week, this is just what happens. Everything sets up for Mariota to have a nice game. Tennessee to go in, stomp out Houston and get a big win. They're not going to do it. That's not what happened. So I've got Houston twenty-seven twenty-four. All right, New England hosting the Buffalo. This one, I already told you how I feel about this one.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I had New England uh, rolling over Buffalo thirty-five twenty. I was thinking Garoppolo was. I think they'll still win. They won twenty-seven nothing over Houston without, you know garoppolo playing without tom brady they had brissette in there so it's next man up in new england so i'm sticking with it 35 20 new england
1: yeah my score was 37 13 buffalo or, or new england over buffalo assuming garoppolo i'm gonna lower it I- i'll make it 27 13 how about that it's a little more of a competitive game i think this is a big big game for le blunt i i think the New England defense just completely shuts down Buffalo. So I'll go 27-13 here. This is a game, Rick, I cannot put my finger on because I still, in week four, don't know who these two, these two teams are, the Jets hosting Seattle. Yeah, I'm the same way with you. I, I look for a bounce back
0: from from New York after that debacle last week. They're at home, so I gave them the upset edge. I'm going Jets 24, Seattle 21. Russell Wilson's banged up. so. That's where I'm going.
1: Yeah, we're pretty much in lockstep. It, I would flip this score 100% if this game was be, being played in Seattle. Again, Seattle making that long trip, playing the early game. Wilson nicked up. You know, I, I still like Christine Michael. Love what Doug Baldwin's. I think Doug Baldwin, we didn't talk get to talk about him on Thursday on the Arena Sports Network. I think he's answering the call. I wondered if what we saw in the mm-hmm. second half of last year. I don't know if the volume's going to be there till Wilson gets gets straightened out but but Doug Baldwin is the absolute real deal. All that said, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a veteran He's going to find a way. He's not turning the ball over six times, or even four times, or three times this week. I think the home field advantage, the the travel, makes a difference here. I got the Jets twenty four nineteen. I think this has got to be the game of the week, right? I mean, it's going to be a defensive slugfest. It two Hall of Fame quarterbacks as Washington hosts your Cleveland Brownies. <laughs> yeah,
0: I tell you what, I, I you know Crowell is my start of the week. I think Cleveland gets off the schneid. Oh wow! Okay. And um, I think they they win a. Close one in DC against the Skins, twenty-seven twenty-four.
1: That's a bold, bold call. I hey, like I got
0: to have an upset here somewhere yeah. along the line. Yeah,
1: I didn't. I didn't have the guts to pull the trigger. I thought about it because this is just the kind of game Washington loses in the last fifteen or twenty years of their history. I think Kirk Cousins is a real deal. Crowder's a real deal. They're going to fling the ball all over the place. They're going to find a way. I'm certainly convinced with Crowder Cousins, the jury's still out on for me. And they are just not as sorry and no account as Miami is. As we saw Thursday, now we've seen Miami play, play again since that game. I'm going to go Washington 30-20 to 20 here. I don't feel good about it. I, I don't think I'm going to call a book on this one. All right, Rick, Tampa Bay coming off a, just a disgusting loss and a fun game to watch, but a disgusting loss at home again, this time against Denver.
0: Yeah, I don't think it gets much better, to be honest with you. In fact, we didn't get to one of my sits I, is Jameis Winston. I, I, you know, Denver, is that defense is so good and they're still good. Simeon seems to be uh, answering the call himself. You know, he's not going to have four touchdowns against Tampa Bay. They're going to have to rely on on running and so forth. But I like Denver, 31, Tampa Bay, 21.
1: Yeah, I think this is – we're really close on that one. I think this is a repeat of Tampa going to Arizona in week two. I think Tampa – is good enough to put up big numbers on bad teams and, and win some of those games. But against this defense, Winston's going to struggle. Sims is going to throw. Evans, probably your only playable option. And I, here's a question for you, Rick. I, I have it in one league. That's a league I was talking about, I believe it was this week, where I, I've got Hopkins. I've got I, – I don't want to go through the whole list. But basically I've got so many receivers that it's come down to me in my flex spot for Mike Evans or Marvin Jones. What do you make of that? Oh, Marvin Jones is a start every yeah, week. Yeah, I think so. I sat down Mike Evans. I, I got a wealth of ridiculous yeah. – that's a team with no running back.
0: Obviously. I yeah. took the
1: no RB to the nth degree because it was the 11th draft I'd done, and I just wanted to have a little bit of fun. But I, I agree. I like Jones. I think Evans – I think he still gets his – five or six for 80, because he's still going to be targeted 12 times, but Winston may be dead by the end of this game. <laughs> so I, I do worry about that. So I got thirty-one twenty. All right, Arizona, Rick, at home, taking on the Rams. You know, I don't know what to make of Arizona. Uh, the, the first game that they
0: lost, we said, okay, you know, and then they just put a beat down on Tampa. He says, okay, they're back. They were angry. Then they turn around and lay another egg. you know. But it's the Rams coming. It's a division game, though. I think this is going to be fairly close, but I think Arizona comes out on top 24-14.
1: Yeah, I'm going to use, and we've already talked about it, I'm going to use that Tampa Bay game as a barometer. At home against a mid-level to bad team, Arizona whoops up on those teams. So I got Arizona 34-17, what should be a shootout, so we'll surely end 9-6, to six. Rick San Diego, host the Saints. I'm going San Diego,
0: 37-33, and this is a game they sh- should, could win. Wouldn't surprise me, New Orleans finally wins. I mean, they've got enough firepower to beat anybody. It just depends if they can. They're like the old Air Coryell teams, the old San Diego, ironically. They, they can't stop anybody. Right. But I'm
1: going San Diego 37-33. I almost had to flip a coin on, on this one because this is going to be in a high-scoring affair. San Diego wins by a field goal or less, or New Orleans wins this game 42-9. to nine. I wasn't sure which way to go. Neither of these teams really knows how to win at this point. I'm going to go with San Diego at home, 33-31. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans just whitewashed them, just because. No football reason, just because that's what happens to San Diego a couple times a year in games like.
0: We are we are being sternly, um, admonished in the chat room. Oh, okay. I must say, you for, know, for what
1: are we being admonished? Just stop it. Stop
0: what? Marvin Jones is banged up and Evans is a target monster. He's right. He's right. I know he's right. I mean, who, I mean, you know, you got an idiotic team with with <laughs> where you have to You know what you ought to do is take one of these guys and sell high and get yourself a a knockdown run running back. I have
1: no less than nine trade offers out there i can't get a response everybody wants me to throw two in you know what i mean it's it's sort of that kind of deal i'm working on it i'm trying it's hard to figure out who to move i mean i got stefan Diggs on the bench as well i'm trying to use him as a pawn and all of this yeah i'm trying to get a top tier running back out of these guys and nobody's budging absolutely all these one and two teams nobody wants to budge it's i i tend to oh i don't know. But you're talking stud wide receivers, and, yeah. and you're splitting hairs. And, and he's right about Jones being banged up. I don't know how banged up he is. I may not be giving that enough. But they are playing Chicago. That's the problem. And
0: you know, Evans is going against, uh, against Denver. Denver. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that almost washes it if Jones is playing. The hey? target numbers
1: are, are what are what makes it so tough to sit a Mike Evans down. So I'll take that admonishment. That's that's a tough one. I've agonized over it all week. All right, where are we at, Rick? San Francisco hosting Dallas. Boy, that used to be one you look forward to every year, not so much anymore.
0: No, and, you know, San Francisco has proven that you know, they don't seem to be as bad as what everybody was going to give them credit for at the beginning of the year. But I think Dallas is a better team. Prescott's stepping up. Ezekiel Elliott, I'm going Dallas 24, San Francisco 16.
1: Here's one of my two upset specials that all fall here. I just feel like at some point, one of these rookie quarterbacks needs to play like a rookie. I think this could be the week for Dak Prescott. San Francisco, to your point, They've been nothing exciting, nothing all that fun, but they're playing football. They're playing NFL football. I like seeing Carlos Hyde actually have a nice game, albeit in, in garbage time, in a week that's not week one. I just have a feeling here, just a vibe. I'm going to take San Francisco 20-17. to 17. I think it's going to be a gnarly, ugly one to watch, but I'm going to go there. Right. Well, we are seeing the Colts actually playing
0: a brand-new defensive scheme. It's called... Whenever Allen Robinson goes out for a pass, Tackle you, him. You, you just hold him and get a flag. Right. That way he can't get any yards
1: after the catch. Yeah. It's a, not a bad plan, quite <laughs> right. frankly. I've seen yeah, I've seen Robinson. He should have hundred and twenty yards at this point, And Grimardi just keeps tackling yeah. Sunday night, Rick. I don't know what to make of this one. Our Steelers host the Chiefs.
0: You know, this is one that you know before the season I uh uh Looked at this and I thought, well, hey, this could be one of those games, you know, Pittsburgh could lose. I mean, Kansas City plays pretty good defense and so forth. But, you know, after the whitewashing they took last week against
1: Philadelphia, I look for Pittsburgh to bounce back. I'm going Pittsburgh 26, Kansas City 20. I think that's what it comes down to. Kansas City plays a real nice brand of defense. My My thing here is... You look at the bounce back effect, and it's the last, the the bounce back for Ben Roethlisberger in the offense and the lack of explosiveness for the Chiefs. For everything we talk about at the end of games, and, you know, Alex Smith's got 300 yards in. You know, I think Kelsey has a big game here. You worry about the – as bad as – here's the point. As bad as the defense for Pittsburgh is going to be tonight, the lack of explosiveness from that Kansas City uh, offense I think hurts them here. I've got the Steelers 27-23. I think it's going to be an exciting one down to the wire. But I think the Steelers bounce back. And Monday night, Rick, Minnesota hosting your New York Giants. Tell you what, I think this is going to be
0: one of these games that's – Going to be hard to figure. Some of these ones you think you know, they're not going to be able to do anything against Minnesota defense, then you know, or whoever, and they turn out and score a lot more points than what you're uh what you're used to seeing. But I still like Minnesota. I think they I think they're going to win by a touchdown, twenty four seventeen. I think defense will be it. I think that's one reason why I don't like Eli Manning because I think picks. Sacks or fumbles are going to be the difference. I'm going Minnesota
1: 24-17. Yeah, two, two really. Well, I want to say New York's a good defense because they paid for a really good defense. I think they're getting there. They can create turnover. There's turnovers. more laundry on this field than. I mean, <laughs> Allen Robinson out for a pass in the end zone, we
0: just hold him. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's just hilarious. I well, mean, it's they... not hilarious for an Allen
1: Robinson owner in <laughs> no. about seven different leagues because, again, he could have nine catches for a buck and a half and three touchdowns yeah, right now. I know. Just every time he clears that five yard chuck zone, they just tackle him. It's probably not the worst decision in the world. All right, I got the Giants here. This is my second upset special of the week. It's Minnesota. Is Sam Bradford a 4-0 and quarterback? Is Minnesota a 4-0 team? I just, I'm just i basing it purely on that. Eli Victor Cruz can get it done. I, I like what Shepard's doing. Neither team's going to have a running game this week with, with all the injuries in both spots at the running game. I think New York finds a way just because you wouldn't expect it. So I, I've got New York here 23-20, and what should finally be a decent Monday night game. And
0: this this is where we're going to – start to see the results of the debate
1: unfold.
0: This is the first game really, you know, well, since our debate of the McKinnon, Mm Asiata. who's going to be more valuable, especially down in the red zones, you know, fantasy wise, especially in some of these standard leagues and so forth. And, um, That was a good
1: debate. I actually listened back to that. That, that Yeah, that's where I have
0: termed my new campaign slogan, fantasy opium.
1: (laughs) I still don't know what it means, but I do like it. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, you listen to me and you are
0: fine. Or you have to be
1: high to listen to you is how I tend to think. Either way, you win, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't care if you lose if you're all zipped up on the opium. <laughs> there right? you go. All right, Rick. It is that time. Let's hop into the mailbag right away. Adam in Pittsburgh needs two. You know, he did the, Do I book? need a pen here? Yeah, probably. All right. And, of course, he doesn't tell us PPR standards. Don't know that it matters. Come on, Alex. He needs two. All Travis right. Benjamin. All right. Carlos Hyde. Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks.
0: Benjamin and Evans, especially in PPR, but I still will go that with that high scoring affair. I think in San Diego, I like Benjamin and Evans, as we were admonished, is a target monster. Yeah, Evans is. high. I'm not high on, you no. know, I, I'm not low on him. I think he's going to be over. Okay. Not compared with
1: these other guys. No,
0: exactly. He'll, he'll
1: be a whole But I'm going Benjamin Evans. And to me, That just stuck out right off the bat. Yeah, Evans is a clear one here. Now, here's my only concern. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to recommend Evans and Benjamin because there's going to be no disappointment coming out of Benjamin this week. I don't like down cooks, especially if here we go. We're in that New new Orleans vortex again. He basically took a week off last week, right? And so you think he's due for the big bounce back to have seven for a buck and a half and two scores. But I think I'm going to play it safe here. Maybe if you need a, a higher upside, you go with cooks, but I'm going to agree. I'm going to go with Evans and Benjamin here because Benjamin, I think he's the the one, right? He's the clear number one guy in San Diego. Who's certainly going to be able to move the ball. All right, Trevor, right, wait a minute. Oh. Let's
0: go to the, the chat room Let's here. We
1: have a uh, two in
0: standard, of course, it's dazed and confused. So it's two out of Jim Brown, <laughs> Barry Sanders, Gale Sayers, Walter and Payton. Walter Payton, yeah. No, it's uh, Gurley,
1: Ingram, McCoy in standard. We need two out of that. Gurley, Ingram, and McCoy. Well, Gurley, obviously. Now, Ingram, McCoy. You know, Gurley, to
0: me, isn't that obvious going against that Arizona run defense. Just based on name
1: recognition. Though, exactly. Right? You, you got to go McCoy, right? I think so. I, as much as I think New England slaps them around this week, He's going to be the bulk of their offense. They're going to have to find ways to get him the ball. Ingram, for all the excitement about him coming into the year, just hasn't blown – this is Gurley and McCoy for me. It it really – now, I'll tell you what, if I was playing with the mortgage, you know what I mean, I might be tempted to go Ingram-McCoy here because I agree the matchup is bad. Gurley can't get it going. That offensive line's been bad in L.A., but it's Todd Gurley. So, for these purposes, yeah, I go Gurley-McCoy here. I don't have the guts to sit him down for a Mark Ingram. Yeah,
0: it's tough. I mean, you know, you really love the New Orleans going against the San Diego offense, you know, because there's just so much that can happen point wise. But I'll I'll go with you gotta play Gurley, right? He yeah. was your RB one. Yeah. He probably your first round it's pick. Top right? seven or eight pick. Yeah. Right. I, I I'll go gurley McCoy. Yeah. Okay. Can I get a grade? Okay. He's already made a trade. He wants us to grade it.
1: All right. So he wants affirmation. Affirmation, baby.
0: And of course, he's the one that admonished it forever. Evan. so, uh, you know, if, it, if it's bad, I mean, hey, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Well,
1: it was a good admonishment.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, was.
1: completely right.
0: Full point
1: PPR. All right.
0: Okay? We received Arian Foster. Okay. Tyler Eifert. And Odell Beckham. Okay. And we gave... Willie Sneed, Jeremy Macklin, and
1: Sims. Okay, so I'm trying to break this down to a sum of its parts, like OBJ over Sneed. Don't know what I'm going to have in Foster. Going to get rid of Sims, though. A couple of weeks, he's going to be out of the picture. I really like Eifert. I've got him stored, and he's limiting my ability to work on a lot of waiver wires as I sit around and wait for him. I like – you know what? I like it, and here's why I like it. You Foster, I think you throw him out, but I think you throw Sims out on the other side. So, Eifert no OBJ, Sneed and Macklin. I, I love Eifert when he comes back. It's Odell Beckham. Yeah, I, I like the move. I like it. It's close. It's close. Grade. He wants a grade. Like doesn't care if you like it. Yeah. He wants a letter grade? Yeah, A through F. B minus. Yeah, I mean I- – I'm
0: that's exactly what I was going to give him, but I don't want to be like you. So <laughs> so I'm going to change my opinion because yeah, I hate you. Is that
1: what you just <laughs> yeah. said?
0: Yeah, bear in mind, uh, you know, when I give you the grade, it's only because I don't like Fligger. <laughs> C plus, and I'll tell you why. I agree with you with Foster and Sims. They're washed. They're going to be out of the picture. I, I don't have any faith in Arian Foster coming back and being effective. Eifert is the the one that doesn't blow my skirt yeah, off. Yeah, we as disagree much.
1: on Eifert. You're right.
0: He only had I mean, look, he was a touchdown machine last year. I he, like touchdowns. But he still only like had touchdowns? 52 catches, I think it was or 54 or something like that. He's already missed over a quarter of the season. I just, you know, I love Beckham. You know, Snead, he's inconsistent. Macklin is consistent, but he's certainly not Odell Beckham. So, I like the trade. It's above average, and I think he's going to benefit from it. But I'm not sure. I, I don't know who the tight end is that Eifert's going to replace. But see, and, and that's the thing. I mean, if it's a bomb, that's fine. But if it's a
1: Jesse James, something like that, I don't know if it's that big of an advantage. Here's the thing with Eifert. I don't think I'm going to sway you, but I want to throw it out here. How's Brandon LaFell working out for you? How's Tyler Boyd working out for you? It's A.J. Green or bust. And as you see, right. as a team like the Steelers in week two can take A.J. Green out of the game. This team has no offense, absolutely none. Eifert's going to come in, and he's going to have a big, big role. I think he's the number two wide receiver in Cincinnati when he comes back. This is why I'm so excited about You know, Marvin Jones isn't coming through that door. Even Mohamed Sanu isn't coming through that door. If somebody can take away A.J. Green, Eifert's running free over the middle. I think you see those receptions per game numbers go up. And, you know, you talk about, you know, he put up a ton of touchdowns, but, you know, I, I like touchdowns. I'll admit it. I I am Rick Flieger, and I like touchdowns.
0: Yeah, but you're also the one that, you know, is the proponent of I don't mm-hmm. like chasing touchdowns, but I don't think you're chasing them
1: with Tyler Eifert. You're you're pretty well, much writing them down.
0: We'll see. I mean, you're going to assume he's going to be fully healthy and well, going to be
1: Tyler Eifert of last year. There, there's a concern there. I'll
0: give you that. Okay, let's go on. We got one more standard flexed, the uh, flexed, flexed standard flex from Terrence West, Kate Cruz. Brown,
1: John Brown. John Brown. Oh, that's a toughie. That is a toughie. Ugh. Cruz, I don't want to get to a second-slash-third receiver against that Minnesota defense. I'll go West. He's a starting running.
0: Well, you know what?
1: I, John Brown,
0: ah, nah.
1: Where's John Brown been? Yeah, exactly. Been I so want Terrence tough. West. Yeah, this comes down to, to West. Is this where we make the play for Golden Tate? In this matchup, it was especially with Marvin Jones nicked up, I'm I'm intrigued by Golden Tate here. If Dean's listening, he's slamming his fist against his laptop or, or his uh, iPhone right now. Oh, this is so close. Terrence West starting running back. You know, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go West. It, it's about 51-49 for me. I think Tate might be the, the Hail Mary play if, if you need a Hail Mary. I might go there if you're playing it. I hate couching like this, but if you're playing it safe, I'm going to go west. But Golden Tate may be a bit of a Hail Mary play there. All right, Rick, let's get back into the mailbag. we got a lot to do and not a lot of time to do it. Travis in Chicago needs one for his flex PPR between Devontae Freeman, your boy Shepard, here's Fuller again, and Beasley. So I don't think you had your pen ready, Rick, so I'm going to read those to you again. Need one in a PPR Freeman, Shepard, Fuller, Beasley, or where? This guy's bench is better than most of my starting line. Yeah.
0: I tell you what, I, I'm buying into Freeman. A- and I think it's, uh, I, I think he's fencing. He needs to get cranked up for them to continue on. And I'm going to Monte Freeman. I think we need, Amen. and going back to what you said, I think, I think if there's, you know, just, Thinking about it, if there's a week for Tate to come Mm. out of that shell against that Chicago defense, you know, and and Marvin Jones banged up a little bit, Tate's not a bad play. If
1: you're, if you're scurred this week, if you got a tough matchup, if you, yeah, maybe started Ryan Tannehill Thursday. I don't know what kind of idiot would do that, Rick, but he started Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. He's he's some
0: bozo that I
1: I talk to quite often. Some putts. But, Yeah, Tate I think is a real high upside guy. If you're just looking to to 10, 12, 14 points with the upside of 20 with a touchdown, I I think West is the guy here, but you know if I'm chasing it, I, I'm I'm intrigued by Golden Tate, especially Marvin Jones nicked up.
0: Only other one other thing to consider
1: is the benching of Justin Forsett. Just a message, yeah, and he gets back in the game. Is it a first quarter message? That's, hey, we don't care how long you've been in this league, that's what I mean. Snap
0: out of it. I you're mean, right. yeah, is it is he just going to be sitting there and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, people think, well, it's Terrence West
1: Terrence. West. I'll tell you what, I'm flopping back yeah. to t- Golden Tate. You just talked me into it as well. I was I was close on Tate, any, yeah, yeah. So if you're still listening and if you're not dizzy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Golden Tate's where I'm fantasy going, opium, you won't be dizzy. All right, Rick. So on, for, for Travis, you gave Freeman. We're not going to help Travis. We need Manuel, the new executive producer, in here as a tiebreaker. We're agreeing on nothing today. I like Cole Beasley. He's my play of this week. I think he has ten catches. Simple as that. This is a PPR. I'm going. I'm going Cole Beasley here. On hell or angel. It's never angel, right? It's always on hell. I don't know. And
0: It could be a girl angel. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Women listen to this dribble.
0: Well, remember the Way Twitter back.
1: war you got into, or the yeah, the
0: email war we got into what five years ago or something? Yeah, you decided to be a misogynist
1: pig, but well, yeah, well, go ahead, let's go all on right. hell. We'll go with on hell in Fort Worth. What do we got? Standard league, one of these four set. I think we can scratch that yeah. out. Coats, Jimmy Graham. That's a tough spot to be in. Is this standard, standard flex. Oh question is, does Coach get his two 40-yard catches? <laughs> That's all Jimmy he does. Graham. Yeah, I'm going to go Jimmy.
0: I'm not a real believer in him, but i tell you what, after that performance last week, he's worth another
1: shot. He's dealing with back spasms, but he's expected yeah. to go, so you just got to hope that doesn't reactivate right. I'm, I'm going to agree. This is, looks like a Jimmy Graham week. All right, Chad in Virginia needs a wide receiver and a flex from this group. Beckham. Oh, oh wait a minute. Let me get my pen. Well,
0: yeah, Beckham, he's in. Howard. Marshall. Marvin Jones. So, I'm get two of those, Rick. Well, Beckham, to me, is obvious. Beck- you, you, you have to play Odell Beckham. I don't care what he's been doing all year. You have to play him. Howard, we talked about him. I, I like this kid going at home against Detroit.
1: But not with those other two are. No.
0: But you also have, what, Brandon Marshall? Who's the other one?
1: Marvin Jones.
0: Oh, yeah, Marvin Jones.
1: That, that... Becker Mar- and Jones for me. Or Becker, yeah. <laughs> how About Beckham, Beckham and Jones, yeah. You know how
0: I hate I benching Brandon I Marshall. That drives me crazy.
1: I know. But can I interest you in two hundred yards and a touchdown as Mr. Jones did last week? Yeah, that was a
0: song, Mr. Jones. That's Counting Crows. That yeah. was a good one. Good yeah. song. Yeah. I,
1: I enjoy. I enjoy that.
0: Yes. And of course, you know, referencing oldie. You always say you hate old things,
1: but you know, it's
0: referencing there to old. You know. So, just letting you know. How
1: about make a pick? How about that?
0: Beckham and Jones. See?
1: <laughs> All of that to get to there.
0: We need a PPR, and we need two from your boy Cole Beasley. All right. Willie Sneed. Okay. And Pryor. He is
1: being dragged down right now by Andrew Luck, so okay. upside is needed. All right. Beasley's the obvious call for me. Sneed, Pryor. Sneed's going to play – You know, those goofy toe injuries, they they can ruin your life, you know what I mean? especially your wide receiver. You worry about something like that reactivating, (sighs) but it's Terrell Pryor. Against that Washington defense, if you're looking for upside, go Pryor. If he's chasing it, go Pryor. I worry about that toe reactivating, and I worry about that. Beasley and Pryor for me. Because that's something you can't you. see coming. Eli Rogers last week, if you're watching and, and the game, Rick. Right? Did you see the play where he hurt his yeah. toe? It was the most innocuous. He cut. He didn't even – just all of a sudden he limped off. I worry about
0: it. And that. not only that, Sneed is a saint. And it is notorious that they can go – silent. they can go off and win you a game. Mm-hmm. Or they can go silent, lose you a game. I'd rather – at least have a prior and Beasley in there and say, okay, I'm going to get a few looks
1: Right, somewhere right. along the line. Exactly. I agree 100%. All right, let's get back in the mailbag. Vic in Jersey, we hear from him every week. Team Michael, D. Wayne, Washington. Michael. Yeah, I'm with Michael there as well. Cam in North Carolina, we had standard flex. Jordan Howard, D. Wayne, Washington. <sighs>
0: Got to go Howard. I'm going Howard. I'm giving one. All right. I got uh, one that came in on a
1: text All the text. Is
0: it weird? No, it's not weird. Oh,
1: where's he back? I don't know.
0: I've, I've talked to him this week. We've already uh, oh, you got passed that a lot down. of all stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, Dez is uh, probably not going to play. So, I mean, I'm reading all his uh, – it's, it's long-winded. Um, Prescott on the road at San Francisco or Ryan – At home versus Carolina. Hey, you take the leading passer in the league right now. You got to go Matt Ryan.
1: Yeah, I worry about him. I think it's going to be a struggle, and I I said that at the top of the show. I think his struggles begin here this week. But in that matchup, uh, I think Preston's a bad game this week. I got San Francisco winning that game, so I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Matty Ice there. All right. So we got that one. All right, Boy, We're getting them I in mean, text messages. Give out your cell phone number if anybody else wants to text message their questions. To yeah. You. <laughs> That'll happen. Well, man. Well, I thought we were a full-service uh, show here. All right, Rick. Mike in Baltimore, hun Got a QB question this week. Simeon, Hoyer, or Winston? I'm guessing this young man's an Aaron Rodgers owner.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't doubt it. Or maybe, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, you know what? Read him again. Simeon Hoyer and Winston. Hoyer. I think I agree. It, I, I'm
0: going, I think he, he's back in. This guy may not relinquish, relinquish a starting job. Now, for some reason, of all people, Jay Cutler can hang on to a starting job mm-hmm. and, and be totally bored doing it and not play well on top of everything else but he still keeps the job. But I still think Hoyer is – and I may be totally wrong. Hoyer's nothing special, but he seems to be adequate. And I'm going Hoyer. I think um, he'll be okay.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree. There's a little part of me that wants to throw Simeon out there. As much as that Tampa Bay defense, it can be torched against the likes of Case Keenum. But, yeah, I I like Hoyer. I'm excited about him. I think he gets it rolling a little bit. All right, Cody Cody in Ohio – Who do you like better at our RB2 this week? Doesn't tell if it's PPR. Well, you know what? This one's moot because one of them was Frank Gore, so let's move on. Matt and Philly, PPR, Edelman or Pryor? Now that we know Brissett's starting. Edelman or Pryor? Oh. If Garoppolo was starting, I would have gone with Edelman. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, Give me
0: Pryor. Yeah, I'm going to go Josh Pryor. Gordon's going into rehab. Okay, Aaron Pryor, uh, Terrell Pryor has um, emerged as basically he's the number one
1: in Cleveland. He's the only football player on the offensive side of the ball, save yeah. for Crowell. Him and Crowell are the only two football players on that roster right now on the <laughs> offensive side.
0: Yeah, it's so true. They're commenting in the chat room. They're
1: using rugby tackles on Robinson now. It is. It's just... oh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, okay. Chuck Pagano hates my fantasy teams. This is what the problem. Yes, this is what does. this is his game plan. Let's bury Fleeger once and for all. Right. Exactly. It makes me sick. All right, where are we at? Jamie in Michigan PPR. Where or Matt Jones?
0: Mm. Where against the Steelers? Jones at home against Cleveland. I'll go with Jones here. I think I will too. I, I think they're going to have a, a, enough success on offense. Um, yeah, let's let's just keep rolling. I'm, I'm going Jones.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think Ware ends the game with a lot more work than Jamal Charles. But what if Jamal Charles comes out in his first series is ripping them off at six yards a clip, right? And maybe they start to feel more comfortable. They need him at the end. I don't want to mess with that situation too much. All right, Cole in the North Hills is in a 12-team standard league, looking for a flex between Tajay Sharp, Victor Cruz, or Mohamed Sanu.
0: Yeah, I'm going to make a comment before I answer this. Uh, is Alan Hearns not on the field? I mean, has he even been in the game? Yeah, yeah. They... He really, I haven't been paying enough attention. He has no stats is why I'm wondering. Yeah, he's he... suffering from the Calvin Benjamin from
1: last week. Yeah, he had one target in the end zone right before half, and okay. didn't bring it down. All but he's right. alive anyhow. Okay, well, that's one good thing at least. All right, Rick, so a standard flex, Tajay, Cruz, or Sanu? Um, Cruz. We're going to disagree. I'm going to go Tajay Sharp here. I'm going to keep going to that. Well, Kendall Wright coming back this week. We didn't get to that in the headlines. I wonder if that takes a little bit of heat off of Tajay Sharp, maybe opens things up for him. Not the toughest matchup in the world against just that no account Houston team. I'm going to go with Tajay here one more time. This might be my last uh, my last battle with him, but <laughs> I, I'm going to keep rolling. there. I think there's a lot more upside there. I, I worry about it. Sanu's nicked up, terrible matchup. Cruz the third option now I think with what Shepard's doing in a terrible matchup I'm gonna go Tajay here all right Greg in Florida Brian Hoyer against Detroit or Matty Ice versus Carolina I gotta go Matty Ice I, I mean, think I still this do. is
0: it's a, it's a bad matchup I understand that but he's hot right now you gotta play the hot hand
1: yeah, as much as I, I like Hoyer, it's Chicago, it's Brian Hoyer, and, and Matty Ice is the guy right now. So, yeah, I'm going to tend to agree there. Oh, my God, it happened again. <laughs> it's, just, it's just over, and, and they're not even call. I think the yeah, ref's
0: arms are just tired. Yeah,
1: they're wore out. there are done throwing. Sorry, fire. incomplete. Unbelievable. All right, Ray, we got to keep moving here. Bo in Cleveland needs two or three and a standard. Gurley, Jordan Howard, Charles Sims. Which one of those do you sit out?
0: Sit down. It's Howard Gurley and Sims. Howard Gurley and Sims. I gotta Sims. sit down, Sims. I'm gonna
1: sit Sims. That Denver matchup. I just yeah, don't I, Yeah, exactly. That. You're gonna have to it's yeah, and it's a standard. You're gonna be chasing catches. That's any offense Sims is gonna put up, it's gonna be in the receiving game. So I agree with that. Duggan State College. Boo a pit fan i don't care for that rick he's got a full point ppr and he needs three so get your little pen right i got here. it all right we gotta got get a hold of it we got tevin coleman all right sterling Shepard. brandon marshall matt jones or d wayne washington and how, how many you can have three of those
0: Jones, Marshall, Shepard—that's where I'm going.
1: Yep, I'm with you, right in lockstep. And in, in order, I've got Marshall, Shepard, Jones. When I rank those guys, all right. Mac in West by Gum, Virginia. Who does he play in his flex? Sims, Pryor, Shepard, or Fuller? This is a standard league. Will Fuller. Fuller, okay, that's the first Fuller. I'm going to stick. You know, I've answered prior to pretty much everything else. Yeah, I mean, I was going to first blush, I wanted to say prior. You're fading yourself a little bit. I'm all
0: right with that. Yeah, but I think I think in that situation, I think I'd go Fuller. I don't know
1: why. I ranked them in fairly closely, but Prior, Fuller, Shepard. So yeah, yeah, if you want to fade a little bit, I, I don't hate Fuller there. What do we got? Yeah, we got time for one or two more. Rick, oh, that, that was Mac. Luke and Boston at PPR Flex. Michael or Brandon Marshall? Brandon Marshall. I think so. I Yeah. If this was standard, it'd be Michael and a PPR. I'm going to go Marshall. I, I just It just seems like Marshall
0: is one of these kind of guys when everything points away he has seven, from their team. Seven
1: for a buck. 10, right, man. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that one. All right, Matt and Philly, Devontae Freeman or Jordan Howard in a PPR. I got to go Freeman. I'm
0: I'm sorry. I think for some reason that he's emerged. They're going to score some points, even though it's a it's a Carolina matchup. They're at home. I, I I'm going Freeman.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go there. It's really close for me, but I. It's a, close right If I've got an option as good as Devonte Freeman, I'll take a wait-and see approach on Jordan Howard. All right, and let's wrap up with this one. Let's find a good one. We need uh this one's tough, so let's end on this one. Kip in North CrackerLackey. He needs a wide receiver and a flex spot PPR. Oh wait, let me, let me now let me read that in English. <laughs> okay. He needs a wide receiver and a flex okay. spot so We in need PPR. two people. We need two of these three gotcha. basically in a PPR. Brandon Cooks. Mike Evans, CJ Anderson, Evans and Anderson. See, I, I was going to go Evans and Cooks there. Yeah. Oh, but Anderson's going to be all over the. No, you, you know, I'm with you. I'm going to go Evans and Anderson. Anderson is going to He struggled last week He's going to get his Against that Pathetic Tampa Bay defense You're right Yeah, I'm I'm going to sit There's too much risk with Cook There's no risk with C.J. Anderson That's what I'm saying Absolutely no risk Exactly So I'm going to agree with you there All right We have done run out of time It's time for me to go sit down And scream at my television As Allen Robinson continues To just get manhandled Over and over and over I, I don't even want to do it I might turn the TV off Wonder what's on. No, there. you will Wonder what's on Homing Garden. Is that still a channel? I probably. You can probably find three Stooges somewhere. Try that. House Hunters. Something. Yeah. Or there's that show where they try to they go salmon fishing. If you watch that one, that's a good one. Yeah, no, I bet it is. That's a good show. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. You can continue to send us questions on Twitter at Asylum Football, Asylum at gmail.com. We'll answer them. Right up until the bitter end at 1 o'clock. We'll be back Thursday, 8 o'clock, Eastern Arena Sports Network, arenasportsnet.com. I think that's it. Check us out, Asylum Football. It's, well, I, I said that, Asylum Fantasy Sports.com. I couldn't remember our website, Rick. I'm going to stop talking. Oh, we're never there. Good yeah. luck this week. We'll see you. All right. Take care. Mr. Jones. I want to be Bob
0: Dylan. Believe
2: Help yeah, me be believe
1: in anything, cause I wanna
2: be
0: someone who believes.
1: Wow! Yeah! You see that? Jags lose games. You see that? That's how
0: they lose games.
1: Yep. And that's
0: why Jack Bull remains attractive.